You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome to episode 183 of Another Witch Shop Podcast, our Christmas holiday spectacular December to remember AWPA-a-thon event. This week we're celebrating Christmas with our with the sixth greatest rapper of all time, right after Dylon, 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 and Omen. It is Big Glue Up, or Big Gloop as Dan calls him. He's a woodworker. Gloop. <laughs> Gloop. <laughs> He's a woodworker, epoxy artist, an all-around nerd, and a at the heart of it all, a true entertainer and content creator. Also, another one of my favorite people in the community, somebody who I love dearly, my good friend, Kamani Von Strayhorn's here. Woo! Woo! I, got, I got the uh, Pete intro. I'm, I'm, I'm good for the rest of the year. I don't need anything for Christmas. Yep, it's, it's also tax deductible. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, please write that off. <laughs> You're going to get 50 yeah. of cents. Yeah, we're going to write off this episode too. Sweet. Can't wait for that 1099. <laughs> Dan, nan, nan. And speaking of writing things off, Dan? Uh, our patrons? Yes, perhaps? they're tax deductible as well. Are are they tax deductible? Well, I don't know. I claim them all as dependents. They're all dependents. All our top tier <laughs> patrons are dependents. Yeah, I, I just put a yes, big Yes, Mr. Taxman, I have all these dependents. What are we, like 14? I put a big, big 14 at the end of that tax statement. Hey, speaking of patrons, we have two new patrons this week. That is Frank Porcella Jr. of Silent Mars Woodshop. Go for and the Joint Tree Podcast. Have you heard of this? I've never heard of it. Joint jo- the Joint But apparently they're they're a patron now. Oh. I think it's so. a I think it's an alt-right left-wing nut uh conspiracy theory Mormon group that does a podcast. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're half Amish. Yeah. They record on horses. Do they construct <laughs> barns? So. They do. They might on, not construct their, them, but they sure outside. do raise them. Mm. Well, we thank them all the yeah, same. Yeah, that's the... Thank you, Jointary Podcast. Am I saying that right? Jointary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Terry. I know Terry. Oh, it's John and Terry. Oh, I love those guys. The John and Terry Podcast. Oh, I was mispronouncing it. Oh, my goodness. John and Terry, you guys are great. Uh, they actually do great tax advice. Go follow them. Um, speaking <laughs> oh, of, yes. Speaking oh, of the patrons, yeah. Oh, yeah. we always like to give a huge shout out to all of our VIP patrons. And they are as follows in no particular order. Justin Frazier of Frazier Canyon Woodworks. Jesse Woo! McIntyre of St. Joe Woodcraft. You. Gillette Woodworks, Victor Argama, Nick Brim Woodworking, Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pines, Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking, Malca, Malcolm over at Boston Nova Woodworks, mm. Justin at Calvary Customs, Patrick Gensel, Michael Flickinger, Scott, Scott Shirk, I cannot talk tonight, uh, Scott Shirk at Red Leg Custom Woodworks, Max and Mindy Coons of Stubby K Studio, and the... Jacob Miller from a sweet shop. I thank you to each and every love you all so much. You. We appreciate everything that you do. We appreciate all of our patrons. If you want to join the Met Army, go over to another Woodshop podcast. That is not correct. 
go over to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast and you get joined up over there on one of our four tiers you oh that's a I, lot of words i love all of our patrons all of you guys are amazing we actually just had our uh patreon only call that was open to all of our paid patron ter- tiers uh because now there's a free tier which you can follow and it's it's so it, dude i can't believe these people listen to us every week blows my mind you know, but we try to give it right back to you guys. We try to provide a good amount of content for you every year or every week. We try. We, we try. We try our best. We we try to not waste two and a half hours of your time total between the pre-show and the podcast, but we appreciate all of you that listen. Um, and speaking of appreciating things, let's talk about our, pay, uh, our, our sponsor, which is WorkbenchCon. WorkbenchCon. Thank you, guys perfectly just like we practiced six times before this uh, so workbench god is our sponsor <laughs> this week we're super excited because it's only 11 t weeks away i didn't actually count i threw out a number earlier uh this is definitely not take two of us recording this but um it's coming it's just around the corner we're very excited we're still giving away a ticket and if you want to try to win that ticket for workbench con all expenses paid for just a ticket means you have to get a hotel and flight still so uh, if you want to try to win that ticket, you can win it by listening to the episode and a pre-show. We drop a super secret code phrase and you can go back and listen to the other episodes. You have until the first episode, the 4th of January, first episode of 2024, we're going to be announcing the winner. It's actually uh, Tiff from Night Carver is going to be on and she happens to be uh, the behind the scenes person that makes Workbench Con tick. So that's perfect. It lines up uh, just right for us. crazy how that works out. It, crazy how that works out. That was actually a happy little accident. Just happens to be that that's the episode she's on. Yeah. But um, if you want to win that ticket, make sure to listen to the whole episode. At some point, we're gonna Dan's going to drop a phrase. He's going to tell you where to email it. And uh, you can enter to win. And if you don't want to gamble, you just want to buy a ticket, that's fine too. Go to workbenchcon.com. Go add that ticket to cart. And when you go to check out, use code AWP for $50 off of that ticket. 50 so buckaroonies. 50 check buckaroonies. Their, check out their sizzle reel. They just released a sizzle reel. They just dropped a sizzle reel. He beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, which I found Mary Lou by, made by Mary Lou. Was, uh, she made the sizzle reel of last year's events and it gets you, it's going to get you hyped up. And the reason you really want to go work, work bench con, we, I mean, we talk about it all year. It's the event where we get really hyped about our businesses, content creation, and going to the next level because you really get to, you just get to rub shoulders and elbows, whatever the saying is, with people that we might consider to be like these rock stars of the makerspace, the content creators. Like we're all just people. And you get to talk to Brad Rodriguez. You get to talk to um, uh, Dan, the Dan Dunlap. You could talk to uh, Sam uh, Raimondi from DIY Huntress, like whoever, or anyone else that's, you know, uh, what you would consider a smaller account or a smaller influencer. All the people that are killing it and hustling it, they're sharing ideas, they're sharing what they're doing, and it's one of the most open uh, events ever. There's no gatekeeping whatsoever. Everyone's just willing to share and they want to tell you what they're doing that's working and you should try it and whatnot. It's, It's awesome. Dan, do you have anything else to add about WorkbenchCon? Yeah, well, on top of that, there are the there are the uh, classes that WorkbenchCon uh, provides. The classes. Yeah, that's one of the reasons yeah. you go to WorkbenchCon is to go to the classes and learn from other other makers, other content creators, and soak up all the knowledge that they share. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a super fun event. Uh, we hope to see you guys all there. I get messages every couple of days with someone saying like, Hey, I want a ticket or Hey, I just bought a ticket. 
what do you recommend? What do I need to pack? What should I think about? So it's, it's I'm, I'm getting so stoked already. I cannot wait for next year. It's going to be awesome. So we'll see you guys all there. It's it's unbelievably close. It, it's it's insane yeah. how the time flies. It's the end, end of, of February. End of February, yeah. And February twenty ninth, which is a a, a a leap day. Yeah, leap day. Leap year. Le- leap year. Leap ish. And if this it's, is your first time going to Workbench, I'm going to be part of the newbie liaison team. So. Uh, hey Yeah, Workbench uh, took some advice and listened to some feedback, and they want to make the welcome newbie experience a bit more interactive and engaging. So, oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I get to be a part of that, which is which is really great. Which is one, of, like I said, one of the, and Pete stated one of the reasons that WorkbenchCon is so awesome because they they listen to the to the people who attend and try to make those corrections and just say, hey, let's how do we make this the best experience for everybody coming in? That's great. That's great. This is this is the yeah. first I'm hearing of this. This that's awesome. It actually worked out perfect that we have you on then too. Um, no, that's great because it, usually it's like a you know like a meet and greet for the newbies for the first timers in like one of the conference rooms, and then it's like you're free. Go run, like figure it out. You know, so it's really nice for people that might not be as ingrained in a community and interact with because like we all kind of knew each other because of COVID happened and stuff, and we kind of went there and we're like, well, we know each other already. Like we're best buds. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> Like that's where actually, money. We met you there for the first gotten, time, right? Yeah, that was the first time in person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's much shorter. We've actually gotten emails from folks that said, uh, "So whenever we give out our code phrase, I, I've gotten a few emails now um, that say, I don't know if I belong here, but here's the code phrase, and hoping that I can win a ticket.' Yeah. Let I mean, me just say, let me just say that if you even question if you think you belong there, you belong there." Yeah, everybody belongs there. There, there's it's no gatekeeping. Yeah, there's no requirement for entry, except for a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, 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 there's no barrier to entry. You know, you don't have to have a certain amount of followers. You don't have to have any of that. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. The only, only barrier to entry is, uh, is the Paul Blart cop that'll kick you out of the lobby at at midnight. <laughs> where where are your badges? Where are your badges? It was, there was is it? Uh, I'm gonna do the quick story from last year where there was a um, one of the, the the security officers that like the bar closed down and they're like you all gotta leave and he he stood up on a, a block and he tried to get real assertive his voice cracked all legitimacy <laughs> went out the window all legitimacy went out the window and we all were just like more like he's not worth it yeah. we walked away. <laughs> Like, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh no, no, <laughs> we're all listening until that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell the story of how uh, Lindsay almost. No, 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 no. What? Oh, oh, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the. T- Never mind. No, no, no. We'll save you that can for later. Continue with that story. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to say how uh, Lindsay almost got us uh, kicked out of the bar area for some reason. Uh, the security guy was like, hey. Hey, Lindsay friend. from a uh, wood brain. Yeah, wood brain was like, hey, there's only friend, one Lindsay. Your, your friend over there, uh, we need you to get her to calm down. She can't keep yelling that stuff in the lobby. And I was like, uh, all right, why are you telling? That's not going to happen. Why are you telling? What was me she yelling? Uh, uh, Titty Nick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but officer, that's his name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I. 
okay, on a lighter note, I feel I feel like the hotel management probably dreads this conference every year because I'm, we are rowdy. I don't know. We are rowdy. I mean, the when we were there, they were just finishing up a conference of like a bunch of pharmacists. So literally, it was a bunch <laughs> of like nerds going to a convention, and then literally we walk in like, "Yo, we're gonna shut this thing down every night." As every as night, every night, every night. So, was it last year, two years ago, that the, the event after us was a card trading? Thing. That had to be at, yes. At, I think that was last yeah, year. Yeah, that was that, that was last was. year after because we saw like these. It was weird. It was like just right, just type nerd into Chat GPT to generate a photo <laughs> that. But then there was like like bros, like built bros, and we're like, what event is this? Because we're all carrying around little like l- l- lunch boxes. That's the only way I can describe it. They were carrying around little uh uh, uh like, one of those like cases card deck carriers, like bomb proof. Yeah, like pelican cases. cases. That- Pelican yeah. cases, yes. Yeah. And and we're like, what event is this? They're like card trading. And we're like at first oh I was like, Oh, goodness. it's like different genres of cards, but like you guys are both nerds in your own field. It's like sports cards and like Pokemon cards. Well, to be cool. fair, in the maker world, we're nerds Yo, of a sort. Someone needs to make like the maker community trading cards. Dave, where's Dave? 3D Dave, Dave. Get, get to it. Yo, let's do it. I think that's it. a collaboration thing between Dave and maybe uh, Paul Jackman. Like, of, you of, you of, put together five holographic jimmies and you get, like, a blue eyes white dragon. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm laughing, oh, but I don't so know good. what that means. That's uh, fine. You've played uh, my trap card. You, it's the, yeah, it's you, the pallet Jackman. <laughs> the pallet. Well, actually, if you get the the whole making it crew, you create like the 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 dragon or the, <laughs> the, 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 the T Rex. <laughs> no, the T Rex right. from the show. <laughs> All right. Well, here's usually we would go right into um, who the hell do you think you are? But before we do that, I just want to get a quick thing. I did some research. Joinery podcast is a podcast. Weird. Oh, um, I'm just going to do a quick recap of their episode. I did listen to last week. I just blank on a name. Totally forgot about it. It was a little interesting. I got about halfway through, but the gist of the episode is basically, um, Ben is into weird stuff. So Ben found a, and he figured out that you can use it to and into, and it's called the, the Baldo. The dough ball. No, it was a Baldo. And what it you're supposed to do to do with baking. Nothing to do with baking. It's is it, for um, is it like a wig, like a enhancing. Toupee? It's uh, it's for the other half of your body, um, and it's basically to like rescue your marriage. Um, and they were they talked about it for about an hour. Basically, what you do is you take your, you stick it inside, and then you take that and you put it inside. And if if you oh, do like it turducken. right, apparently you have something like called a, a ballgasm. <laughs> oh, is that not bleeped? Ballgasm? Ballgasm nope. isn't bleep. But what about, oh, that was bleeped. Okay, so I can't say that on radio. Um, so basically, they talked about this for like an hour. And then the funny part was oh, at was some point, so they're long. like, I can't wait for Pete to, re- Pete to recap this. <laughs> so here's my recap. I honestly don't know what they talked about after that. I was just sitting there in shock in front of a fire pit listening to this podcast. But uh, yeah, if you are into, then you want to, and then you want to put that inside. And um, if it works, you're going to save your marriage. It's, it's the turducken so, of bedroom stuff. Um, and I just want you guys to know that the bleeping, it was for a reason. This wasn't a funny bit. 
this is actually what they talked about for an hour. <laughs> so, you know, Joe and Harry podcast. <laughs> uh, we, we learned how to do bleeps, so we're going to lean into it. <laughs> lean in hard. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yes. Put on your baldo. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too dark? Okay. Anyways, uh, Kamani, dude. Hold on. Before before you do it, let me ask. Let me ask the question. Can I ask the question this time? Okay. May I? Just just this once. Just once. All right. Timestamp. Kamani. Yes. Who the hell do you think you are? Oh, uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, well. I'm just a guy trying to navigate between work, family, and my hobbies. Uh, I, wait, no, that's the intro to the Jointry podcast. Um, <laughs> what a troll! I love it. Keep going, keep going. I, uh, I'm a guy who was uh, born in the north and raised in the south, and got whisked away to Alaska for for five years. And uh, one day, I got a garage and decided to start making stuff. So. Yeah, that's that's that that is the very short condensed version of how that's I got the very today. very short elevator ride pitch. Wait, you were born in a New York City area? Yes, I was born in the Bronx. Uh, oh, boogie down, and uh, yeah, so I lived there until I was about five, and then I spent most of my time between South Carolina and Georgia during my uh, formidable teenage years. And then uh, when I when I became a grown man and met the lovely lady I'm married to now, uh, she got a job offer uh, on our first date. She was like, "Hey, so just so you know, I'm uh, I've applied to this job in Alaska, so I don't know if this is going to go anywhere." And I'm like, "Cool, cool. Would you like a drink?" And, uh, <laughs> and then I woke up in Alaska <laughs> <laughs> with both my kidneys. That was the surprise. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she, she got the job cause she is very intelligent. <laughs> um, I went out there about a year later and, uh, yeah, we did the living in the tundra thing. So, uh, I lived in a small town called Bethel and, uh, Bethel, no, Beth, uh, no, Bethel, Alaska. Uh, oh, that's, that's the other place. Uh, and uh, Bethel's claim to fame, and if you want to Google it, is if you type in Bethel Taco Bell in on YouTube, you will see how small that town is, and uh, give you a, that gives you the the highlighted version of living in in a very small town. But um, yeah, I did that for a few <laughs> Taco years. Bell. Taco Bell, yes. the The short version is there's no fast food out there. The closest thing to fast food is a subway. Uh, there's no major chains of grocery stores. There was no movie theater out there. There did they airlift a truck? Yes, they airlifted a truck. That's a Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay, Alaska wins again. Why do they have to airlift everything to every place in Alaska? There's no way to get to Bethel except for by plane or by boat, or airlift, or airlift. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very it was very interesting uh, story, but I. If you, if you want to learn a little bit about a small town in Alaska, I'd say just Google Bethel Taco Bell onto YouTube. It's a very interesting story. I've seen all the History Channel and a Discovery Channel and the TLC shows about ice and road truckers, uh, mining, road truckers, yes. gold uh, digging. Everything I know about Alaska is from the History Channel. Everything I experienced was on Alaska State Troopers. So <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to say, that was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> 
So, that was a solid show. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was. You know, you think, oh, that's pretty wild. It's like, no, that really happened. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's like that's Alaska. Yeah, that that that's that's rural Alaska. So <laughs> the city, the city is like any other city. It's just you know, big buildings. It's cold, but yeah. When we uh, we got married and decided we wanted to like start a family, be a little bit closer um, to to home. So we moved one state over into Washington, and uh, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that one state over, but it's like. It's a leap, and it's yeah. you gotta go through Canada. It's right next door. It's fine, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we we got pregnant and bought a house, and I had my first garage, and there was a workbench, and I was like, oh, I was also kind of cheap, so I was like, I can build furniture. So <laughs> yeah, some weren't, some weren't trusty, yeah, some trusty wanna... two by fours and some uh, galvanized pipe, and my rustic furniture started. <laughs> I want to back up a little bit. Yes. I think I think this little this little uh, statement could put our tiny podcast on the map here. Um, we got pregnant. You? Oh, you I was. Got, I almost called him out on it. <laughs> you got pregnant as well. Like, you put on how much work? I I at least fifty percent. You had the idea, really, and then she did Interesting. the work. Yeah, I mean, I, I I helped. You're so lucky she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she she, she would own you. She she knows. She knows also, what I uh, did. Also, a callback to earlier. <laughs> uh, Luke and Ben, this is how you save your marriage. You have kids. You start a family. You don't get the baldo. Okay? <laughs> you so, don't get the baldo. <laughs> things are boring. You have another kid. You don't do, <laughs> you don't do that. The marriage device uh, advice given today is not condoned by Van Stray or any Van Stray properties. Yeah, if you want to call it a or marriage device. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so we should yeah. invent something called the pod and call it like the AW AW pod. The podo. Yeah, but um, I've always I've uh, I've always been a, a creative. So I my background is actually in photography. So I went to school for photography. Uh, so doing that and design. I also went to school for photography. I uh, bet you, I, YouTube.com. You learn you something new about you every day, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Sm- yeah, yeah. Small world, dude. Right? right? Um, political science. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, <laughs> wasn't it? Use it every day. Yeah, wasn't a huge market for what I did in Alaska, so I got into uh, IT work. So, uh, and I, uh, I forget how you know. I think I think my story happened the same way a lot of people's story is. I wanted to build myself something to save some money. I um, I was very fortunate. There was a community um, set place called the Tool Library that let you borrow and rent tools, and so I just got to like experiment. I was like, oh, I'll maybe I'll make a cutting board. And I think that's like the gateway drug to doing anything else. Absolutely. Somebody's like, Oh, you make, Absolutely. you make cutting just boards? one, just yeah. one, just yeah, one. Yeah. I just, I just need just, just, Oh, okay. Uh, you got any more of those cutting boards? <laughs> it's like, Hey, Hey, Hey man, you, you make cutting boards, right? Can you make, Dan, you a, got any more scraps? Can you make me a table? Like, Oh, the table's just like a big cutting board. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It'd be the same thing. Yeah. So it's just more wood. So fine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I uh, yeah, I did that and I just kind of got swept into this uh, maker community. I didn't when I started my page, I didn't plan on, you know, doing anything or doing the stuff I definitely do now. I was really just finding a dumping ground for all the stuff I didn't want to put on my personal page. So and then people were like, oh, I like that. You going to do some more stuff. And I was like, all right. So a story as old as time. Right. And then when was this that you started like making stuff? Uh, How many so decades ago? 
Oh, oh boy. Oh, many. I mean, I carved my first uh, box car out of a, what, a screwdriver. So tells you how far back that goes. Well, uh, I'm not asking about prison. I'm asking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> After I did. Wait, time. Uh, so when I got we all out, served. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Monty was a Boy Scout in prison. He, he, he carved his, his box car from. I got my toilet wine badge. <laughs> I made my own shank out of a toothbrush. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, about 2019, uh, right before my daughter was born, um, and right before COVID hit. So 2019, I was just in my garage putzing around, just making things out here and there. And then, and then COVID hit and I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm in here a lot now. So I just kind of started building more and meeting people doing what I was doing. And then I got, uh, I got furloughed from my job. And so my wife, fancy word for fired. Yes, uh, it's French. Uh, and so my uh, – Wait a minute. I always thought furloughed was like an Alaskan thing because fur. <laughs> it it and branches a, and out. And load. Yeah. Uh, but huh. yeah, they uh, – Furloughed. Mm, I, could, I could take this. Nope, Let's nope, nope, continue keep, this. Keep, get get uh, real dirty. So, Let's get it back on track. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my wife and I kind of looked at each other and had the conversation. I was like, I guess we're going to take this woodworking thing full time. So I, uh, I turned my bare, uninsulated garage into what has been called uh, Dexter's murder room uh, and started to amass uh, some tools and, you know, kind of, you know, what, five years later, I'm, I'm sitting on a podcast uh, talking about ball things. Turducans. So what's it like to be at the bottom of your entire creative career? Oh, um, it's, <laughs> it's taken a little getting used to, but, uh, it, it feels nice down here. It's warm. Uh, there's plenty of blankets. So listen, we, we, if there's one, one thing could say you have for, a, a fur load. <laughs> Stop. It's keeping you warm. Well, we could take credit for uh, being the lowest point furloughed. of a lot of people's careers. So, like, they, we were just—we are your now jumping-off point. We're where we're where you start your next chapter. So I mean, you're welcome. Oh, okay, sweet. Oh man, twenty twenty-four is my year, baby. <clears throat> yeah, you can't you can't get any lower, really. Stretch your goals. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, all right. God, so, like, stretch what? Goals. <clears throat> obviously, so you got into the whole woodworking thing with, uh, you know, just like I. I want to, I'm, I don't want to buy furniture. I want to make it myself. But then you started getting into, I mean, you're, you're a fairly like techie person and nerdy person. Um, what wow. got you out of like the, the kind of like the, the common tools that most startup woodworkers or most woodworkers have? Cause a lot of people don't really make it to like the full wood shop level. What's the thing that took you to like the next level and started kind of getting the ball rolling on you becoming like, much more involved in tech-based woodworking, like lasers, CNCs, 3D printing, and stuff like that. What was the catalyst that got you to that point? Uh, terrible influences like you and everyone you hang out with. Don't, uh, don't put blood <laughs> on my hands. Um, no, I like you said, I am, I am techie. I'm a bit of a, a gearhead when it comes into like new toys. And so when I, when I started this, it was me and my little you know, Ryobi table saw actually, no, I had like a 1970s or 1980s Delta with like the big one horsepower <laughs> motor hanging off the back. And that thing rattled every time you, you turned it on. Uh, and then my, my father-in-law was like, that thing's a death machine. Here's this little yeah. Ryobi. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I was like, I saw potential into <clears throat> like what I wanted to do. 
Like, oh, if I got this machine, I can do this. If I like, I can do custom patterns. I can do, you know, inlays. I can do all this other stuff that I was watching all these videos and all these people doing. Um, and so it was kind of like, I, I talked to my wife and I was like, let's make it, you know, I want to do this more. Let's make an investment. So I made the investment into CNC and like CNC, you know, was like the gateway into like, oh, well, you know what? Now that I can CNC stuff out and cut juice grooves in my boards really fast and do all this other stuff, you know, it'd be really nice if I can engrave it. Yeah. Like everything. The next step was like, what can I do to like make this more profitable? Like, you know, what, what can I add onto this cutting board? Oh, a juice groove. Now what else can I add to it? Oh, add custom engraving, um, you know, do inlays, all this kind of stuff. So it was just like a gateway of like, let me just add on, all these other little things to like make it better, make it easier, make it faster. Um, and like I said, I just like, I like technology. I like new products, new projects. So I just want to, I just want to keep learning to like how to do that stuff. <clears throat> right on. And, and so like, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, I think majority of our listeners are actually guys kind of like me and you, not so much like Dan. So people that are actually got their life together. Ouch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, it's guys that work a full-time job and then also run some kind of woodworking business, whether it's a hobby that makes money or like actually an LLC or whatever. So like, what is your, I'd love to hear like, what is your business model? Like, how are you treating your business? What is the goal with it? Or how are you like running it? Is it just a straight up hobby? Is it an LLC? Are you actually trying to like build it as a second business on top of your job? Is it something you want to go full-time with? Like what? What's your thought behind it and what's your end goal? Uh, well, because my wife is a lawyer, I am an LLC uh, for purely, purely legal reasons. Um, but you're, honest, wait, you're a trophy wife, aren't you? Uh, I was at one point. Then we had kids. Uh, uh, I get it. Oh, I was living the sweet life, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I ultimately, and I didn't know when I first started doing this, I didn't know I had ideas of like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to. I, I called the podcast. I was like, Hey, I'm trying to go move further with my business. Like I'm thinking of like getting a drum sander because I'm going to be making all these cutting boards. And, you know, Dan was like, if you're going to be cranking out like 50 cutting boards, like go get that drum sander. Um, and so I did, Yeah, boy. Like, I, got, I, you know, I got a drum sander <laughs> because I thought like cutting boards and this other stuff is all going to be like money, 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 money. And, you know, have all this extra income. But as I, as I got deeper into it and started doing it more, I realized like, I like, to just make stuff. I like to make stuff. I like to make it for, for people who I know will appreciate it. Um, and I kind of came to the realization, like, I don't want to make this a full-time gig. I want it to be a self-sustaining hobby. And so all the things that I make go back into the shop or go back into new experiences. So I want to make enough product or, you know, make enough do enough projects to pay for a trip to WorkbenchCon, to pay for a trip to maker camp to buy a new 3d printer like i just wanted to be a zero-sum game all the money goes back into fully like doing different experiences being able to take these trips being able to meet people in the community you know you and dan and and tiffany and like all these other great people i've gotten to meet over the you know last few years and and yeah, just enjoy it. Like I have a, I, I do it during the day. I'm a project manager. I, I have enough 
work-related stress to not want to add a full-time business of like trying to like reach new customers and sell product and stuff like that. I, I do one-off commissions and it's great. The people that I, that ask me to do stuff are repeat customers and they appreciate the style of work that I do. And they're just like, Hey, I have a new idea. Can you do this thing for me? And I was like, sure, because, you know, I have this one-to-one relationship and it works out really great. I'm not, you know, unfortunately, Dan, I'm not like getting crazy emails from Etsy customers who don't read the description. Um, <laughs> don't say unfortunately, you're very lucky. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not dealing with, with that hassle, you know, and it, cause like I said, with two kids and a day job, it's enough stress going on and they're, and they're little. So I don't have as much time in the shop to, to it's not the size. It's how you use them. The, the children, the kids. Are yeah. Little. Make them oh. make the clean. Yeah. Make them clean the shop. Make them oh. put away scraps. You know, they try. The The little one comes in like, Daddy, can I use your broom? Like, sure. And she will. Yeah, that, please. That two foot spot she's standing in is spotless. <laughs> spotless. <laughs> but stuff around it. <laughs> stuff around is just, just the way it was. But yeah, I mean, as they get older, uh, you know, stuff will be easier and projects will get bigger and things will change. But, you know, right now I got to, you know, I'm focusing on them and focusing on the household stuff, <clears> trying to trying to build a project for that honeydew list that doesn't go away. But um, yeah, no. So I just want to zero sum. I like, I like the hobby aspect. I like being able to just make stuff on a, I want to basis versus I have to basis. Do you, do you see that changing at all in the future? Do you see that pivoting at all away from a day job to something that you control more of your life or, or are you very comfortable where you're at now? With my current job, as much as the headache as it gives me on certain days, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I like I enjoy the security of having a, a stable job that knows that I'm I'm working that that values the input that I give. It's one of this is one of the first this is one of the few jobs that I've had where when they're like, hey, you know, we we appreciate what you do. You're doing a great job. There's no money in the budget. Like, no, this, <clears throat> this is a job where every year I've been there, I've gotten, you know, uh, you know, the, the standard raise, but I got a raise or I, I gotten promoted twice. Like, you know, it's been, I went from service desk to supervisor to now I'm doing project management because, you know, the people saw like, Hey, you know what you're doing? Like people here, recognize, yeah, they recognize it and they gave me those opportunities and, you know, when I speak in a meeting, I'm not shy. And so people are like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll work on that. Um, and so it's, it's nice having that security to kind of do all that. And then at night just go like, Oh, I'm going to putz around on laser and make some Christmas ornaments or, you know, and I can like batch these things out or I want to make a, I want to make a chessboard. And so I'm just, I'm just going to do it because I want to. And then if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, I don't care. I just, I just wanted to, to learn something new and experiment. And, you know, if, if down the line when the kids get bigger and I, you know, I have some of that time to allocate towards more towards the shop. If I, if I come up with a process or a project or something that's easily repeatable that people want that can either match or be a significant, you know, income provider, you know, I'll have that conversation. But for now, like I said, I like, I like having that separation. I like having my, my place to go. That's not work related to just do do me and on my terms right to go to go in and like shut off your brain from 
just the the work Kamani and, and do like hobby Kamani. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's how I, I started my business in, in a large way too, which was it was there to pay for itself so I can buy cool stuff and it never touches my home budget. My wife never gets mad and any of that. And like, and it grows and like, Oh, maybe we pull some money out and now it's like used for home stuff. Like, but I can still afford all these fun tools I want and I can buy whatever I want without having to like stress the, the, the family finances and stuff. It's, it's, it's a really nice liberating, liberating place to be uh, when you can get the business, the business to that point. And also at the end of the day, it's all about just like having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have fun. I, re- I roughly remember the conversation I had yeah. when I'm asking my wife for like $2,000 on a Black Friday to buy my first CNC machine. I'm like, this is my plan to pay it back and put it back in the account. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, you do know, a PowerPoint. And, yeah. You know, like, and if you look at slide <laughs> three, uh, I can make stuff for you, too. Huh? Projections for Q3 are they're they're, they're looking good. <laughs> uh, and then COVID hit. No, uh, <laughs> it's it's more so like um I am in the back of my head every time I like use that machine or went in the shop, it's like, I got to pay this back. I got to pay this back. I got to pay this back. And I finally, you know, met enough people in the community and my actual neighborhood and got, got the right connections. And I was like, I wasn't even doing CNC work, but I was making more money doing those other things to then like, Oh, well, CNC is <clears throat> paid off now. It didn't, it didn't pay yeah. for itself through labor. It, it oh. got, it got me in a door to yeah. somebody else because they're like, oh, you got a CNC machine? Do this one thing for me. And then now do this thing that doesn't involve CNC at all. And here's a thousand dollars. Dude, I love this concept because like people all the time are like, oh, this CNC is going to pay, pay for itself in like a year. It, it doesn't need to. If you have the money for it or if you're budgeted for it, like no one buys a drum sander and goes, it's going to pay for itself. And what, because no one's actually going to calculate the time it's saving you. But like, <laughs> granted like a drum sander is going to pay for itself a planer is a table saw all that stuff in time saved yeah well like no one thinks of like a oh this dust collector oh, it's going to pay for itself man i'll just show you <laughs> six months you've been paid off <laughs> like no no one cares that you're collecting dust in your shop so like a cnc like we think of like a tool that like prints you money quote unquote you know a laser or cnc a 3d printer like it'll pay for itself like yeah but like don't think in that way yeah. Is it gonna is it gonna open up enough doors for you to cumulatively pay for itself and other things going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the laser. I got the laser. Um, the laser was an investment I did with my brother. I was like, hey, I really want this. The deal's good. You know, let's buy it. But once again, it you know it's generated some money, but it's more <laughs> so the the other doors that open because there was like, Oh, you can do this now do this other thing. And this other yep. thing generates its own source of income because they're like, Oh, you made this really cool sign, you know, using your CNC and your laser. Like, could you make this thing for me? And I was like, sure. And it's like, I was, and, I, and I'm honest with people. I was like, I've never made that before, but if you, if you want to work with me, I'll do it. To, and like, yeah, they're like, sure. I like your vision. I like what you want to do. Let's, let's work it out. So yeah, they, they may not have officially like, pay for themselves in like machine hours or labor, but they opened up those other doors that got me, you know, got me in a zero sum game where, like you said, Pete, I didn't have to ask my wife when bamboo went on sale and I was like, right by now. And Um, you know, there you go. You know, so also these tools aren't going anywhere. They're going to pay for themselves over time, whatever, even if they haven't yet or 10 times over over the next 10 years. So 
Who cares? And they hold their value. So if they you want to sell them, if you decide to get out of the game. Except for 3D yeah. printers, man. Oh, that's a rough business right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still trying to sell that, Prusa? I, I am, yeah. Give me 200 what do you bucks. Want for it? Let's talk. Uh, make it 350. Mm, two, 250. Mm, three seconds. And you have I'm to ship it to me for free. Kind of serious about buying that. No, uh, you're not, Dan. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take this. We'll take this off the pot. Can I make no. uh, zero clearance sensors on the? On the no, you can't. Uh, it's not a big enough bed. Oh yeah. It's more of like a Dan. You don't need another headache. Like. <sighs> After the holidays. After the holidays, let's talk. Yes, yes. I like that. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we... Uh, that's great, Kamani. We'll, we'll get more into it, too, because we have some questions from our, our um, listeners or watchers or whatever. Um, why don't we do a quick... Dan, you want to do a What's on a Bench? Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. I think, I think we'll save this week in Maker News till next week or something. That's fine. Uh, yeah, let's do a quick little... Uh, what's on Next week. Wait. What? Next oh. week. We're not going to be next, next episode one eighty four. Dan, Jeez. it's going to be on like the twenty seventh or something. But yeah, let's do this again. So, what's on my bench? There we go. There it is. Uh, Dan, what's on your bench? Um, shockingly enough, everybody, uh, take a seat for a second. I'm going to blow your minds. You ready? Etsy orders, but ah, not just not just typical not Etsy orders. So I do I do a ton of zero clearance inserts and bow ties. Everybody knows this, but this is the time of year where everybody starts ordering from my Etsy store stuff that has been in my store that I don't have stock of. So like uh, blockhead trays, block person trays, uh, uh anti-government parks and rec characters signs uh just just random just stuff ron like swanson what are you like, like that was such a roundabout way to say ron swanson <laughs> he's not like like an edgy name to bring up so we we could we could talk about this in maker news did you hear uh did you hear about the lady that got sued by luke uh, luke combs Luke Combs yes. for doing tumblers that had Luke Combs images image on it or something like that. Yes. So I'm trying to be very wary of like what Black I say. I sell my, uh, what I sell, I, I say what I say I sell in my Etsy store. Um, yeah. So I, I've I've gotten a ton of orders of, of just like random stuff that I've made one or two off and put it in my Etsy store just to see if it sell. And now they're just selling because of the holidays, right? So not only do I have to make six of those slide tables by Christmas, it is currently December 14th, and I got to make six of those slide tables. As of right um, now, because it's past midnight, it is 10 days till Christmas. Uh, it's 11 o'clock here, so. It's midnight here. I win. So, hey The one true time, Menard Central. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm literally drowning in Etsy orders. I, f- I feel like there are going to be so many people that are disappointed. And do you it, have your it, lead time pushed out? Yes, of, of course I do. Of course I do. Okay. But just seeing the orders in the queue fills me with stress and anxiety. Um, you know, I just, I, 
I, I, I can do it. I can do it. But it's, it's always in the back of my head that, oh my gosh, I'm going to leave somebody disappointed. And it's just, uh, it's stressful. It's stressful. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Anything else going on? No, somebody help me. Somebody send help. Brayden and Nick, can you guys donate some actually, time? Actually, last weekend, Nick Brim showed up at my shop and he helped me quite <laughs> a bit. He he glued up a lot of panels. I Didn't Bray Daddy he, help you too? He did not. Oh. He didn't show up. Well, you know what I say to that? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I love the bleep button. It's so nice to have. No, Braden. Braden has his own stuff to do, and uh, oh, I, I, I never sent him a reminder, so it was no big deal. My shop isn't big enough to hold three bodies. It really isn't. I mean, two people in that shop was more than enough. So Nick actually glued up, I want to say, twenty panels. Whoa! For oh, all wow. those tables that I'm doing, yeah. Each each table takes three panels, so. I need to do six tables, so I need 18 panels. Was he gluing them so up he, in your shop or somewhere else? My shop. Yeah, he okay. showed up. And I I, I fed him bush light. Bush light. <laughs> so hopefully those, hopefully those panels are actually straight. So Bush light uh, and beef jerky keeps him motivated. Ooh. Actually, I didn't give him any sustenance. It was, it was all bush light. Really? A little charcuterie light. board? Nothing? No. no. I, they're the no. worst. I know. Uh, I... There may have been a Twinkie. I don't oh, recall. All right. That sounds pretty solid. Okay, that's good. That's how you know you're loved. <laughs> so, uh, I know my my what's on the bench is uh, a, a repetitive uh, record. Record on repeat? What is the yeah. saying? Um, sh- it's on shuffle. Your life is on repeat. On, on repeat. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, I want to I want to hear go. I was going to say Kamani, what's what's on your bench this week? Oh, what are you oh, working I was, on? I was going to toss it to Kamani. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I, I did it better. You I, did. Good I've job. Been, uh, I've been working hard to actually have something on my bench to, to have this conversation with. So a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but I have... In Seattle? I see what you did there. Regional jokes. Do, so. I, did, I wish I had the Pee Wee Playhouse sound effects. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I could add it. <laughs> so in post, the secret phrase but is I won't. Seattle. Um, yeah, so I am working on a couple of whiskey boxes. Um, I got a request from a friend to make a surprise for her husband, and so since he doesn't uh, listen to podcasts, I can uh, I can freely say that. Um, what are whiskey boxes? I've heard of like whiskey smokers. It's a. What's a it's literally a box just for? a special. Just just a box that you can put, you know, you put whiskey barrel. A in. bottle just, of whiskey. In. Yeah, you just yeah. I think it's just like a. Mm-hmm. There are different mm-hmm. types. There are somewhere. It's just like a fancy presentation yes. of giving your friend a bottle of whiskey or scotch. Yeah, and there are some people who it's will good. like make them bigger, and they'll put in like the glasses stay in there, and the smoker stuff stay in there, and you have like a nice. Oh little, yes, yes, yes. Um, mine's this is the first time making one, so mine's not that fancy. She um, she saw one on the Offerman wood shop, and she was like something like this, and I was like I could I could do that. The um, Offerman wood shop, uh, President Nick Offerman, from, the one and only, yes, from the upcoming movie Civil War, <laughs> President Nick Offerman. Not to be confused with. Uh, Marvel's Civil War, Endgame, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those when he's, DC uh, movies. When he's not trying to save what's left of the United States, he does woodworking. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, on his Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, he's like, 
It's bacon. Parks and Rec. <laughs> Last of Us. <laughs> All the other things he's in. Uh, he snaps and everyone turns to bacon. Uh, <laughs> it sounds wonderful. The dream. Know, right? That's that's the dream. Um, I uh, I got a cutting board that I told somebody I would make them like a year ago and finally put that into a glue up. And I am going to work big on Big gloop. Big gloop. And then I'm going to work on my first uh, chessboard. So whoa, yeah, and green or just like some no, kind of... just yeah, just flat, uh, just uh, standard, uh, ed, you know, face green chessboard. So it's gonna... you glue it up on green to end green. Are you and are you Nick and Braden in a like a secret chat group that I'm not aware of? Are they are secret they chess group? Stuff? They're all working on a chessboard. Oh. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, no, I, I try to avoid as many chat rooms with Braden as possible, but he keeps popping up. <laughs> so, bring on the brim. I can use some more of that Nick Brim in my life. Um, oh, sorry. Nip. Nip Brim. Free the nips. Nip, nip bring. Nip bring. Oh, sorry. Nip bring. The G at the end. Bring, bring yeah. the nips. Uh, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, I think I have like ADD or something like that because I go into the shop and just, instead of just focusing on the box because the box is an actual paid project, I'm like, well, I'm going to cut all this wood. I might as well do these other things while I'm here, I too. Ha- I have that same problem. Yeah. So I get I stood there probably for a good 15 minutes with like analysis <laughs> paralysis about like, what's the next thing I need to cut to make any of this work? And when I finally like got out of my own way, I was like, Oh, I realized like I didn't cut backs for my boxes. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, I've corrected that now. So we're good. I've had, I've had analysis paralysis last for weeks. Oh yeah. Knowing, knowing it's, I a, pro- have, it's a real problem. Yeah. And I think that's what stops me from like doing certain things. I'll like overthink it as I'm sitting on the couch. Like I need to go out there and do this. But how do I want to start this? And then by the time I figure it out, it's like, well, it's eleven thirty. I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> exactly. And GTA just launched an update, so like, you know, what are you going to do? Right, those hookers oh. are going to take care of themselves. True. <laughs> Pete, what's on your bench? <laughs> those, those hookers aren't going to run over themselves. Oh. <laughs> uh. If you don't know what we're talking Show title? about. Oh, no. <laughs> no? Oh, we are um, sponsored this episode. We we know. are sponsored this week, so let's keep it uh, NT17. It doesn't have to be PG-13, but it can't be rated R. So, like, right. you know. So just over, over the clothes stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Over the pants handy. Uh, so, uh, what am I working on this week? I'm, I started working on uh, ice climbing tools last week to try to get some delivered uh, by the end of the year. Jake was nice enough. Uh, Jake from uh, JV Woodworks. Jake Vance from Vance Refrigeration and State Farm. That guy. Uh, he was nice enough to come over, help me out. And in about six hours, we knocked out way more than I've ever been able to get done in a day. Uh, at least routing over and all that stuff. Uh, prior to that, like I've been on like a three-week stretch of every other night I'm in the shop till like 1 or 3 a.m. Like real late nights, getting stuff done because I tend to get like. Really I was shaking my head getting, yes until you said three a.m. and then I was, yeah, I've been no. getting like fired up, uh, like or getting really into the groove at like six or seven, and like you know by the time you like really get going, before you know it, you look up and it's one a.m. Mm, so because no. we work until five, it's you know it's hard to like get into the groove. Uh, I actually always think back to there's a an account out there. It's five to nine designs. I think I always think of that. It's like. Not a nine to five. It's the five to nine. It's what we do in a shop when we get out of work, you know, because you only got so much time. 
But anyway, so I've just been, uh, I've been on like this three week stretch. We had the, the, the vendor event a couple weeks ago. We're doing all this stuff. Now I'm working on these ice climbing tools. And this week we, we've been trying to get a car and that's a whole mess. I'm not even going to talk about that. Buying cars sucks. And car salesmen are the worst people ever. They're probably great people, but what they have to do for work is the worst, the worst job in the world. And whoever invented it needs to be like deported. <laughs> put him, put him in like, I don't know. Banished. Romania. Boom. I don't think we have any Romanian listeners, but uh, it's just buying a is car where is they the make worst the lettuce? thing ever. Yes, that's where they make the lettuce. So that's all I'm going to say. Buying a car is the worst freaking thing ever. And uh, luckily I don't need it desperately. So I've been getting to be like the like walk away guy. I actually can walk away from deals. I actually enjoy car shopping. Uh, I like, I, I try literally to the enjoy BS, it. I love it. But they just, they play such games, man. The I love that, like, the game. I love, I love the hunt. The fact that I was looking at a $50,000 car and they told me there's no wiggle room on it on the price. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then by the end of I the conversation, it. we were uh, like 1200 down already. And I'm like, this is nowhere near to the number that I wanted. I'm walking away. So we'll see what he, you know, emails me next week. Oh Anyways, yeah. They'll, they'll call you. That's it, the fun. But, but, but Dan, there was no wiggle room. He's not making any money. I have to talk money. to my manager. Yeah. Get out. Get the, they'll call you out of here. I'm so over that. I'm going to use the <laughs> heck out of that button. <clears throat> Anyways, aside from that, cause that was like a frustrating part of my week. Cause that wasted hours of my time. Mm, God, so um, Exactly. So the other cool thing is the local farm that we uh, live near, the Tranquility Farm, where I did the vendor event recently, they reached out. They actually, uh, one of the owners or managers like approached me at the event. She was like, we saw like you had so many followers. Like we're really excited when you tagged us. I'm like, we're neighbors. Like I, I come here for my eggs. <laughs> like like I literally shop uh, shop here for all my essentials. And they were like, well, if you if you still have any ornaments left, you can bring them into the store and we'll we do a consignment at 20%. Uh, we're basically whatever sells, we keep 20%, you keep the rest. And then um, uh, we'll just give you back whatever you don't have. Uh, and I'm sharing all this because people have actually asked me about the consignment part of it. So they're taking 20%, which is apparently not bad based on what some people were telling me. There's yeah, places that take like 30, 40, 50%. So you really got to mark up your stuff. I was able to keep it kind of at the holiday, holiday, holiday vendor event and still make a profit on it. Uh, aside from that, I've this whole like, all right, this is going to be a weird rant, but this is the first year that I genuinely feel in control of my holidays as far as making goes and making products to sell. Reason being is like, you know, I jokingly always talk about like, oh, it's cutting board season. It's cutting board season. It's pre-holiday. I just make 25, 30 cutting boards from all the scraps I have. When people approach me like, hey, can you make me a board? No, I have these if you want to buy them. Perfect example. Today, a neighbor or neighbor reaches out to me yesterday. She's like, hey, we saw some of these boards you have. I need about six. Some of the ones in the $35 range. Do you have any more? I had four of the ones that she was talking about. They're all different sizes, different woods, all that stuff. And I had a slightly bigger one and a slightly smaller one. She ended up buying seven cutting boards for me on the spot, like came over, picked them out. I laid them all out on the table. She's like, this, 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 this. And I had to do no marketing, no nothing. It was just like overflow stuff from the holidays. And like, I'm not stressed about, I need to sell all these by the holidays, whatever. They just go into a bin and I sell them at the next vendor event or next time I have a wedding, they got a gift. Boom. I don't have to do anything, you know? So I talk about this every year of like remove stress out of your holidays. Cause 
Dan, I feel for you because you're you're going to be working up until Christmas and then probably past yeah, Christmas. I am. I just because that's the the name of the game. But this is the I'm first be year. Working up till Christmas and sending out emails and begging for apologies and and sending out discount codes. And, and that's that's really rough, man. I feel that because that's that's every year that I've done Christmas, I like I get slightly better at managing my time. But the first like four or five years were an absolute nightmare. Like. It's funny because like you're getting busier and you're getting to that point. I was not even that busy. I was just overworked and planning my time poorly and saying yes to everything. Oh, you want a custom cutting board by next week? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I want the business. So I I said something in my story today and um, I don't remember the account. This is like a small account. They don't even have a photo. They have no posts. They interact with my content occasionally. And they said one of the nicest things ever to me that really actually got me kind of motivated and I want to read a part of this because um, it it genuinely made me feel good about what I do. And it, and it was the story I was talking about, um, not basically what I want for Christmas, which is like, I don't want anything. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it for myself. All I want is guilt-free relaxation and hanging out with my friends and family. My fondest memories of growing up when I was young, school was out. We got to play video games, watch TV. There was no obligations. I don't have to do a thing that day. I could have just, you know, bummed around and been fine. And not enough of us get that during the holidays. We work way too hard. So please, if you're listening to this, don't kill yourselves. Try to take the end of the year off. Relax with your family. Have a good time. But what this person says, um, okay, so I haven't ironed out the details, but I really think that a good fit for your YouTube would be a maker, psychologist, self-help, Teresa Conway, which is apparently like a self-help person on TikTok, type feeling where you make stuff while uh, reducing people's guilt for not making enough stuff while you also cheer people on to inspire them to make more stuff. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do. I want to tell people that it's okay to relax, but also you can just do whatever you want. And you know what? After six wonderful and also terrible, stressful, and exciting years, I can finally say that this is the first holiday season where I'm genuinely not stressed. I'm not exhausted. I I get to do what I want. And there's days that I have to work hard and pull some late hours, but damn, it's the first year that I'm like, I love this. This is awesome. And I get to take basically two weeks off where I get to work on my projects and have a good time. So sorry, that was kind of like a soapbox moment, but I wanted to share that because that just made my day and I think it's really important to not burn out this late in the year. Um, yeah. I feel the like last, you're attacking me. No, no, no. It wasn't an attack on you, Dan. It's just like, it's really hard. And there's so many makers out there like hustling right now. And I cannot tell you how nice it was to start telling people in late October that I am out till January 30th for work. Like that's the next time I could take a job. And it seemed insane in my brain. And now it's like, oh, oh, it's this makes off. sense. Like this makes sense because now in January I can take on work <laughs> and not like get to January and be like, oh yeah, April, sorry. You know, like I can, I, I gave myself a gap and it's great. Uh, last thing I'm going to mention is Bamboo released a new product, the A1, completely flipped the entire 3D printing community up on Wait a minute, is this down. maker news content? It, it kind of is, but um, this is one of those things where like this machine came out and it genuinely is making me rethink my business, but also at the same time, I'm like, oh, 
It's the first time that I can afford it, but like, I don't need to buy it. It's great. I don't need to buy it. But when I'm buying new machines in the future, that's what I'm buying. So I, I just thought it was exciting. I wanted, I did want to mention that because it's like, this is literally flipping the entire like community upside down. And uh, good luck to anyone trying to sell a Prusa right now. And if you're trying to sell it, wow. hit me wow. up. <laughs> brought me on to a, brought me on to attack me. All right, that's cool. I got a, I got a nice two hundred dollar budget. Welcome to my world, come on. <laughs> uh, I'm not attacking anyone. But uh, that was it. Was very exciting though, because like I do love what they're doing. Um, the one thing that's actually come out that's really good out of this video is I recorded a, a YouTube video, and I'm the kind of person that like I won't even start recording a new one until the last one's done. And I'm so terrible at it. I have a bunch of videos in a chamber. The last video that I was like a quarter of the way through editing was on when I got the Bamboo X1 Carbon. They've now updated that one. They've released three more printers. And I'm like, you know what? This video is officially dead. I can get started on a laundry room. So it's kind of exciting. It's like it completely ruined my video concept that I had and the, all the video that I shot. It doesn't matter because now I can move on to the next project. Kind of washing my hands of it. So happy little accident. Anyways, enough of that. A little uh, dirt off your shoulder. A little dirt off my shoulder. Let's jump into, uh, I guess, questions for yes, please. Kimini. Yeah. Go, Black Betty. Ramble him. Mm, mm, that's a good one. All right. So let's, uh, why don't we play the one that's entirely in French first? Whoa. Hey, guys. Kimani, I think I remember last year you made a list of what you wanted to achieve in 2023. Can you give us an update on it? All right, for tonight's question, um, I've been full-time woodworking since October, and since it, it's been really hard to make a single YouTube video, and it makes me wonder, is it really possible to do both quality, video, quality YouTube video and sell products on a daily basis? I've seen a lot of woodworkers make the transition to only content, so maybe the answer is there. So, Kimani, you made a list of things you wanted to achieve in 2023. I do remember that. I do. Uh, how are you doing on that list? Uh, well, first off, I just want to say that my response to this question is brought to you by Cheerwine. Cheerwine. <laughs> Put some south in your mouth. Uh, that was cherry wine. <laughs> That is, it's cherry flavored. Oh, uh, cheer one. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, that, that whiteboard is in my downstairs living room and I see it every day and I am disappointed every time I look at it, uh, because I have not, uh, it's a two part story because when I was in the garage uh, with my analysis paralysis, I kind of had a, a, an awakening moment, but I've not accomplished as many of the things on that list that I wanted to. Um, I didn't go to maker's camp this year, but that was unavoidable. Boo. I know. Boo. Um, Ooh, that tell, man. tell my daughter to not break her leg. Uh, but um, there are some things on there that I've experimented with. I, I tapped into and um so it's there there's going to be some like halfway checkoffs or some halfway marks that like yeah i almost did that or i got close to doing that but um yeah i i my my moment that i had in the shop was basically me realizing that i put a lot of stuff on that list and that um and you know because i was really ambitious i was really motivated going into the 
into the next year, like, this is going to be my year. I'm just going to do all this stuff. And um, I, I did things that weren't on that list and that were really awesome. So I'm, you know, yes, the list is still pretty full, but I'm not going to uh, beat myself up about it. And next year, I think I'm going to kind of reverse it. I'm still going to put down a few things that I definitely want to do uh, and and be a part of, but I'm going to try to leave a section blank and just start putting down the things I actually did so that instead of having regrets about the stuff I didn't get to do, I can look at my wins for things that I actually accomplished or, you know, things that weren't in my radar. Like if I get a chance to work with a new sponsor, I'm going to put it on the board. If I do a new design that I've never done before, or I do one of those Feldhaus weaves and it doesn't look like trash, like that's going on the board (laughs) two times. Um, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a board full of things I'd like to do in a, in a, reasonable way but also a board of like my wins and my accomplishments because at the end of the year i should be able to like look at that and go like hey there were some ups there were some downs but you got to do like some some awesome stuff or you like i expanded like my my skill set and you know this is about growth and and being in this community i see so many people that inspire me to do so many things and so in you know if i get to it i get to it if i don't you know, I don't, but I'm just, I'm going to try to count my wins going into, into next year and see how that plays out for me. Count so this let me as ask a win, this. please. Like this <laughs> yes. this like is a absolutely highlight. a win for you. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, as far as your 2023 list goes, mm-hmm. the things that you didn't get accomplished, do you just swipe those off, off, or do you carry those over? To your new 2024 list. I think I did some of that for 2022. So 2022 things carried into 2023. Some of those got got marked off or at least halfway checked off. Um, but, you know, some of them are, are, are like ongoing experiences. Like on, on my list, it was like learn fusion. And I am by no means a, a pro at fusion. But this year I actually designed a tray and I designed like three things and printed them out and they work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, oh, so I've learned currently enough fusion to like make something and and get it out of the program onto the 3D printer and make a physical product. So, you know, sure. I, I put a little check next there. I learned some stuff in fusion and, you know, video creation. Like I've, I've created a couple of videos. There's a lot still in the can, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've, I've done more of that, but there were like, do a, do a new 3d pattern, do this type of cutting board, do a Feldhaus weave, do like some of that other stuff. Like that stuff, you know, some of that stuff may carry over or more. So it'll be like, I'm going to, as, as the opportunity arises, I'm going to make it a point to say like, Hey, this month I'm going to do this thing and then see if I can make it, put it on the board versus like looking at and, and trying to stress myself out by looking at a list of like all these things I got to do, but I, I don't have to do. I'm, this is not a full-time job. This is for fun. So why stress myself right. out? You're, you're beholden to your own list. Exactly. So, yep. you know, I'm my own worst timekeeper. <laughs> so like, <laughs> You know, I, I make artificial deadlines in my head and then I like I freak out trying to do them and then I like I burn out. So and sometimes I, I do that on purpose. I like I'll let projects stack up and then I'll just spend like two weeks in the shop doing everything, getting everything knocked out. And then I'll take like two, three weeks out of the shop and I'll be like, oh, OK, that was good. I don't have anything like over my head. So, you know, but I'd like to try things differently and just say, hey, 
I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to cut some wood down. I'm going to try to make a couple of cutting boards. If they work, they work. If they don't, they don't. Worst case scenario, it's a lot of, <clears throat> it's a lot of wood I got for practically free. It's good quality wood. So it's not, it's, I'm only putting my labor into it at this point. I'm not putting in, right. like, I didn't go buy zebra wood or purple heart and I'm trying yeah. to like, oh, I need to make that money back. It's more like, meh, I have a whole bunch of sapile and walnut and I made it and it looks good or it doesn't. Somebody may buy it or I'll sell it for like 50 bucks. Not to saturate the market, but more so just like <laughs> it's taking up space. It's a, like Chris, like Pete said, like it's Christmas time. Here you go. Get it out of my shelf. I got, I got a little spending cash right. for the holidays. Yep. And, um, to I'm going to try to swap my batteries before the my my video dies. But to Tomas' other question, um, I had a really great conversation, and I, I'm a strong believer that certain things happen for a reason. So on uh, Wednesday, I got to speak with Joe Jack from I Make TV. He did a class at WorkbenchCon uh, this year, and. He got online. He was like, hey, I'm doing like 30 minute Zoom sessions for free until the end of the year. If you want to talk about content creation and video or you want to spitball ideas. And he hit me with like some really solid advice and, and recommendations on how to con uh, create content. He, he gave me some homework. And one of the things was you, you got to be able to like storyboard. You have to know what you're to be able to basically know what you want to shoot and what you want to do and what the concept of your video is before you actually press the record button. And I'm paraphrasing a lot, but in terms of trying to do be a full-time <clears throat> woodworker and also make YouTube content, um, he was like, if you have an entire script narrated out before you even push that button, you know, when you go into the shop, you're only shooting for the things you need to fit your story that you already created versus shooting all of this content and then trying to create the story around the stuff you've already done. And that was like that. It made too much sense. And um, there was a, there was a guy you had on the show uh, drew something. Uh, Never heard of him. Yeah, not, uh, not sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there was some dude on here talking, and he was he witty at all, or not that I've seen. No. Um, no. Oh, the cutting board king of Sarpy County. Yeah. That guy, what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, that guy. He um, he he does a lot of that. He does a lot of storyboarding. You know, uh, he's sent you know little snippets of videos that he has, and he's like he's already worked out the script, the message that he's trying to deliver. <clears throat> yeah. And he's like, Hey, you know, he was looking for like a little extra B roll footage. I was like, you already have the presentation done. You're just filling in the gaps. Yeah. And being able to do something like that has to like save so much time. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, please don't die. <laughs> he coughs. He wow. Coughs subtle. He... <laughs> subtle. <laughs> uh, you need to watch the video. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I have to get some water after this, but yeah, no, he, um, they were just able to like being able to say all of that and have it make sense and know that like, if you just take the time to storyboard it out, go into your shop, take a frame of like what you're trying to do and then go and make on your phone and then go make that a reality in the camera. You mm -hmm. save so much time so that you're able to put, you know, potentially <clears throat> like 
video the project you're working on because you're just focusing on the shots you need, not standing there wondering like, how much of this routing do I need to show? How much of this do I need yep. to show? Right. Like how much sawing is just really necessary? Yeah. Recording everything and trying to pick yeah. from, yeah. from yeah. those. Setting up your shot list is definitely much better. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'll, uh, I'm actually going to get some real water because I'm actually choking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my, that's my thing, Toban. Toban, like storyboard, it's the way to go. Dan, what do you think? Uh, is so uh, you don't have to answer the your achievements for 2023 because I I know how you feel about goals, but uh, okay. So with your you know full time woodworking, like how do you feel about the content part of it? Is it possible to do all of that and content on top of it, or is it really like a one or the other thing? I I'm sure it's possible. Yeah, but I don't. <clears throat> I currently don't know how to. Uh, marry the two. I really don't. Um, I feel the thing that I'm doing, and this is just for me. I feel like the thing that I'm doing is so boring and so monotonous that I do not have any idea how to show content around what I'm doing. <clears throat> it's so difficult right now. It's 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 actually adding quite a bit of. Uh, stress to what I already have because I am a quote unquote content creator or an influencer, whatever the hell you want to call me. I guess I, I do kind of fit that bill, but like lately Etsy has taken over my life and I don't know how to marry the two because everything is just the same old humdrum thing over and over and over again. And while I am grateful for all the work that I have, it's also a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of a, geez, how do I put this? It's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's overwhelming and it's a bit of a hurdle, you know, to be able to marry the two. Yeah, The, it's the bottom line is I don't have a good answer. I, I really don't. And if somebody has an answer for me, Please, I'm I'm an open book of sorts. I I want your I want your in, input. Yes, Pete. I have an answer. So Dan's wrong, and here's why. Um, okay. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I 100% agree with Dan. So w- something you have to consider, Tama, is that the the 10 to 40 people that you follow on YouTube that are just absolutely killing it, that are making content, they're getting paid off of YouTube. They're doing a good job. Um, they got to that point, struggling a lot, figuring stuff out, putting in insane hours and being insanely invested into it because it's a lot. Like that's why you sometimes, or sometimes that's why you often hear from these creators uh, that they stopped doing commissions. They stopped doing something else. They stopped doing client work because they just could not take that on. It's a lot. It's it so much. It is so much work. It's ridiculous. It is really hard to manage. And the people that do it and do it well are killing it. They're absolutely killing it. They're great at what they do. Uh, or they're just like, just making it by. You never know. It's the Instagram reality thing. Like, for all you know, they're struggling, they're barely making it, and they're getting all the help in the world they can get, and they're just getting to that that point. 
it's hard and it's okay. Also, you don't have to be a YouTube star. I've even had, uh, I forget who, it honestly may have even been Malcolm that was like, hey, because he, he jokingly reminded me, you know, like, hey, how's that YouTube video going? And then he goes, listen, it's not like, you don't necessarily need to do YouTube right now. You're killing it in other fields. Just keep doing it. And it was like, it was really encouraging because it's like, yeah, there's all this stress to be a YouTuber, be whatever. Like we had Lizzie on here. She only does Instagram. She doesn't mess around with YouTube. She does her thing and she's killing it. She's feeding her daughter. She's feeding herself. She's thriving. She's a staple of the community and she doesn't have, she has one YouTube video and it's like a collab with uh, a walrus oil, you know? So you don't necessarily need to be a YouTuber to be successful. My right. goal, actually to answer the, the, the goals part that you asked Kamani, like I think about this a lot because I started, I made it a segment this last year where like, oh, here's, I listened to last year's episode. Here's where our goals are from last year. You know, like one of my goals was I want a hundred listings on Etsy because Etsy is going to be my big thing. I made more money this this year than I did last year. But I keep looking at the Etsy number and be like, oh man, I'm a failure. I'm like at half the number I was last year. But like, most of my work has come in from outside of that through like batch work and like commissions, not like, Oh, make me a table. But like, I need 50 of these. I need 20 of these. I need a hundred of these. Can you make me these? Like that's the work that came in that really paid the bills aside from that content another thing. So like you never know where your money's going to be coming in from. And like, look at even, you know, shoot, look at coffee. Coffee had to, to truly start doing work on YouTube. He had to get help. That's why it's I don't hard. like making goals right there. Your story right there is because you never know where life is going to yeah. pull you. Everything could change in an instant. It really could. You know, at the beginning of the year, you're, you're saying, just like Pete said, I want to I wanna give all my energy to Etsy. And before you know it, you're doing all these other things and you're, you're doing commissions. And, you know, like Pete said yeah. – you know, you, you look at the numbers and at the end of the year, you made more, but you weren't doing the thing that you made the goal for. Yeah. But I the mean, end goal is still better. So uh, making goals is kind of a, a silly thing to me. Going, so. growing and going up is the only goal. How you yes. get there doesn't matter. Look at, I, I love what's happening with uh, Chance and Michael Hurling with the, like the whole hat thing. Like Michael Hurling was a furniture maker. He was, he, that's what his business was. He was looking to build furniture. And right now he's getting a crazy influx of cash for just making hats. And it might not last forever. It probably won't. It might, might just be hurling hats like for forever, you know, like might be in a new company, but like he's, he's, he's successful at something that's helping him grow. That's helping him scale so that in a year he could be like, I'm hiring a videographer. I'm hiring an editor. They're going to shoot my video. They're going to edit it for me. And I'm just going to get that out. And I'm going to tell my story. Boom. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, we're one person. We're one effing person. I'm going to say this once. We're one person. That's you don't like the third need... time you said it. <laughs> I'm going to say this once, Dan, we're one person Fourth. and we run literally entire companies as one person, we are HR, we are accounting, we are sales, we're marketing, we're the, we're, we're every part of it. We're research and development. We're client acquisition. We're community development, whatever the hell you want to call it. 
We do every single job in our business. And just because you feel like you're not doing the best that you could be doing does not mean you're doing a fantastic job. You're killing it. Tony Robbins, everybody. (laughs) You're doing the level of work of like your full-time job. There's 20 people, 50 people running that company. That's just you. And you're killing it. And it's okay if you're not killing it to the level of the guy next to you. We love you either way. I just want so to laying on a couch. I just want to play that <laughs> play that sound clip with some like rain sounds in the background. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, I love that. Noted. I, I, there's Noted. like this one uh, clip that's going around of like POV. You're a fitness influencer, and it's like a girl sets up a camera. She runs down the stairs. She turns around and she starts like walking slowly up the stairs, and it's like the like some like sad music and it's motivational speaking over it. And the whole video turns a little gray just to like turn, turn it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make uh, a post about it. Cause it makes me laugh. <laughs> John, uh, John wick, not, not the action star. The, uh, no, no, no. Wick works. <laughs> works yeah. John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he did, he did a, a, a real like making fun of that. It was oh, pretty funny on the same note, by the way, there's yeah. a whole new trend on TikTok and Instagram right now of like self-employed holiday party. Like where people are just like standing, like they're eating crackers, they're like wearing a <laughs> crappy shirt and a tie. I have a self-employed holiday party every night. Yeah, and it's just like one person standing there with a red solo cup, and they're like eating a cracker and like looking around, like they're nodding to no one. It's just them at the holiday party. That's what it feels like to run your own business, and you guys are killing it. Don't let this stress you out. That's the end of my. Yeah, I was. Sorry. I was doing that tonight. I was drinking uh, Moscow mules and eating uh, little Debbie Christmas cakes. It's a holiday party. Dan, I've been you're my to, spirit animal. I've been meaning to speak to HR <laughs> about an inappropriate touch situation that happened earlier when I went upstairs. So. What? <laughs> my my like marketing lady sleeping with the boss, and she thinks she can get ahead that way. It's yeah. ridiculous. This company is full of scandal. This <laughs> so scandal. <laughs> they haven't hired a janitor in like years, so we're having to clean up our own stuff. It's a mess. Oh, that, that is bogus. I heard they let pets in the office. Uh, it's the dumbest thing ever. Who's going to clean up the poop? Anyway, speaking of cleaning up the poop, here's another question. Hey, guys. Patrick Gensel here. Hope everybody's having a great week. <laughs> um, and Dan and Pete, I hope you guys aren't going too crazy selling stuff on Etsy. Uh, yes, we, we all are. know this time of year can be pretty overwhelming, but I think we're pretty close to being through the thick of it. Uh, first question is for Kamani. When are we going to get another big gloop video on Instagram? Um you wet our appetites with those first couple, and I think the people deserve another one. So let's get going on that. And then the second question is for everyone. If you could only take one piece of equipment onto a desert island, what would it be? Why would it be that? And how are you going to optimize the use of that item to survive or at least have a good time while you wither away to nothing? All right. That's all I got for tonight. hope everyone has a good one, and I'll talk to you all soon. <clears throat> Okay. Money. Uh well, uh speaking of wetting your appetites, cheer wine. Because we <laughs> don't do Pepsi. Not in the south. sponsoring this. Stop it. Uh, Stop making the South a thing. <laughs> located so when are we getting in a new Central Jersey. Music video, big gloop. Uh, I, know, I would like to point out that Patrick did say big gloop. He did. Which I think is much better than big glue up. The it whole is. video was Weird. about glue up. Yeah, but it, you gotta like 
paraphrase it like big gloop. We'll we'll workshop it. Um, so the first one, the first one I did, it was, it, it just came to me. There was like this. I heard this song on the radio. I heard the beat, and I'm I was very inspired by Weird Al as a child. Like I didn't get out much, and so I just listened to the radio. And, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and so you know hearing songs and doing like remixes in my head and stuff. It was just like always a thing I just always did. And so when I heard this song on the radio, I was like, Oh, you know, how can I make this funny? And I'm like in the car and it's like, Oh, this sounds funny. And then it just, and normally it, I hear it in my head, I say it and then it goes away. But this stuck with me like day after day. And as I finally like said, okay, fine, I'll put pen to paper. I'll write it down and see what I like, you know, see if I can make some lyrics and see if I can do it to the beat. And I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to drop this right before Maker Camp. So like when I get to Maker Camp, hopefully like, every you know, whatever reception you have. There'll be there, a little bit of buzz. Yeah, there'll be like people have heard it. It'll be like, you know, a thing because everybody's like online, like whatever. It'll be, you know, there for the weekend. And then that didn't happen. So I was like, all right. Um but it didn't go away. So I, like I just like I said, it was just a creative thing that I did. Um, and I was going to kind of leave it there until <laughs> apparently Lee took offense to me uh, borrowing a couple of minutes on a Friday and uh, <laughs> made this a whole thing. So, uh, yeah, I had to had to do my retaliation video. But I would say if the inspiration comes to me, if I hear a song that works and I can make it fun and relatable to you know the stuff that we do so that you know because i think that was one of the appeals is like i'm talking about shop stuff and that's things we can all kind of relate to everybody was like 10 minutes for a glue up yeah i I see what you did there like you know if i can find more relatable content i will go forth and make another song at some point go right on and And uh, if you could if you could bring one piece of equipment to a an island uh, I would bring be? a sat phone so I can call someone to pick me up. I'm not Justin from Campfire. I'm not staying on an island trying to survive. Go swap my camera real quick. Dan. Pete, what do you say? No, oh, I don't want to go oh, yet. You go. You said it louder. Okay. Uh, well, my next music video is dropping never. However, uh, tune into Lee's video this week because uh, it's another community one. Lee where... who? Oh, man. Regal Street. Uh, he is doing one where we're all going to be dancing with our elves a little bit. Mm. So, yeah. Dan and I yeah. were in that. Kamani may have been. I don't know. They might have beef still. As far as what uh, one piece of equipment I would bring to a desert island. Um, we all know that every desert island has three phase. So I would bring a three phase fleshlight. Uh, and if that didn't work, then I would bring a shopsmith. Did you you said flashlight, right? Damn, yep. what would you bring to a desert island? Uh I'm gonna leave that one hanging. Equipment. Hang I'd bring a boat. Is a is a boat equipment? Would it be a total boat? Hey It could be a total boat, yes. Not sponsored. It could be a total boat of boats. <clears throat> That's what I would bring. There's no like or, there's no, what equipment? There's no power on a on a desert island. I don't know, but a boat is a good one. That's a good one. What, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Are you giving me sass about power on a desert island after you just said you're going to bring a three-phase 
Yeah, but three-phase, most common things you can't plug into three-phase. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. I'm bringing a boat, yo. Hey, what so does three-phase and me have in common? They both have You're a both third Polish. leg. All right, so next question is from... <laughs> Well, you're not going to ask me when my next uh, oh. beat drops? <laughs> Dan, when's your next music video dropping? Uh, look out, y'all. It's, it's coming out in March of 2026. Go. Oh, I can't do wait. it here wait. first. Right after WorkbenchCon 2025. Six. Six. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's not coming out. Uh, all right, next uh, question is from Brayden, and he recorded it on a speaking spell. Hey, guys, it's Brayden, your number, like, I don't know, eight and a half best fan or something like that. Uh, I have a question uh, that I think Kamani probably can help me out with, but everybody feel free to chime in. Where do baby makers come from? Ooh. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Hard, hard hitting. Where do baby makers come from? Come on. Um, well, I think my wife was born in California and she's made all of my babies. So, oh, she, oh, now she's made them. But before you were saying we were pregnant. Yeah, he was saying we. Yeah, you were saying you were taking I was a, a contributing factor in this. If you, yeah. if you see my precious children, you'd be like, oh, they look like you. Yeah, I, I did work. If I trip on a curb and bang up my face and have to go to the hospital. Yeah. The curb definitely helped, but it's not the main reason why I have an injury. No, you sure? You sure it wasn't the I don't know, fall This is like terrible analogy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're going with that. I, don't know, I was trying to like, I was really waiting for something. You, you helped. It's, it's not the best. It's not the curb that hurt you. It's the sudden stop. <laughs> it's the sudden stop. Exactly. So, um, yes, so Braden, when a scroll saw loves a dust collector, they uh, have a special handshake that they do. And once that handshake is over, the dust collector walks away in shame, and then the scroll saw is left with alimony payments. Um, what then, the f? <laughs> uh, I can't do any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the M- when the MDF dust clears, there's a baby. All right, okay, there you go. The Hope that helps, got me. Uh, Isley, my my answer is just gonna be like ask Nick Pachi because every time yeah, there's he's a maker, like se- he's like six or seven kids. Every maker camp, he's got a baby with tiny little brunt boots on yeah. in a carrier, and I think he's up to seven kids. Something like that. I don't know, man. And they're they're so dang cute, those little guys. Oh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, next question is from. Oh, it's the last question. From. Was that uh, it? Y- well, wait, one more. No, that wasn't the last question. Wait, one more. From Yosef. Oh, Yosef. Hey, guys. This is Yosef. It's been a while. I keep on forgetting to record my question every week. But this week, it's special. I remember. Because I like money. But anyways, guys, my question is not woodworking related. Since this is Christmas, what is your favorite Christmas movie that is not Die Hard and not Home Alone? Thanks. Dan, since you're coughing. <laughs> um, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Grinch That Stole Christmas from 2000 with Jim Carrey. 
That's a good one. I can quote that whole movie all the way through. <clears throat> My wife and kids hate it because I will not shut up. Oh, but what am I going to wear? I love, <laughs> I love, love, love that movie. I can quote every uh, dog line from that movie. I'm sure you can. It's cheese. Well, I hate. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Christmas movie. Don't say Die Hard. I, I, he told me I couldn't. Uh, first, uh, thank you, Yusuf. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, before mm-hmm. I answer my next question, uh, I just want to know this is brought to you not not by Cheerwine. Brought to you by water. H2O yourself. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sponsorships. Everybody needs to hydrate. That's how we stay alive, Pete. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, water yeah. in my drinks, I think. There you go. See, you got to start There's water in my that. body already. I make my own water. Uh, I was going to say the Grinch that stole Christmas because my wife calls me a Grinch and I just relate to that character. I think he gets a bad rap. Um, this is the greatest movie. It, it is a I great movie. Um, I I like that. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, the new movie with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, Spirited. That's that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that I can like watch like every year besides Die Hard. Um, I really, honestly, I have a list of like action movies that are around Christmas, but not Christmas related. Cause sometimes I'm just a not, Christmas story, you know, no action movies, like leave the weapon <clears throat> is set around Christmas or reindeer games, like action oh, movies, action movies around Christmas. So like, I'm not always into the sentimental Charlie Brown Christmas and stuff like that. Um, you know, the Mariah Carey Christmas special, the first, nope. one, the first one, nope. The first nope. one wasn't bad. So, yeah. You lost me at Mariah Carey. None of your answers uh, are valid. But, Dan, all I want for Christmas <clears throat> is you. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there, there's a... Uh, I would say if if you're if you want regular movies, Spirited, that's a new movie that's out. Uh, Noel, you mentioned that earlier. Um, that's all my answers. The Santa Claus. Those are the the first couple of those are pretty. <clears throat> oh, good. God, awful. <laughs> what? So, all right, I won't steal any more answers, but yeah, I like I prefer action holiday movies, but yeah, there's a couple that that that'll <clears throat> get me. The Grinch, The Grinch being number one. Thank you. Allowed. Pete. By the way, guys, Dan hates Christmas. Just want to put that out there in case you haven't gotten the gist. His mayo Dan grew hates. three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas so, steals the thunder of my birthday every year. Of course I don't like oh, it. Oh, there you go. See, valid. So, uh, Kimini, is it? Me and, me and right? Christmas have beef. Kimini stole a lot of my answers. Yeah, the, One of the greatest, I think one of the greatest Christmas movies of current times right now is Spirited. Um. And it's with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It is unfortunately only on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, whatever. Great movie. Noel, solid movie. I know you asked for one, but there is, I don't have one. Holiday is a hilarious movie. Highly Where recommend. Where the hell are you guys getting these movies from? Oh, Netflix, bro. Holiday is hilarious and it's good for any holiday. I'm talking like Valentine's Day, uh, 4th of July, nose picking holidays. What's up? Come on, you're doing this. No, I was, I remembered what? one more. Oh, please. What is oh, it? Uh, Scrooged. The Bill Murray version. Yes. Yes. Oh, finally. I forgot about that. A good quality uh, family mm-hmm. movie of hatred. <laughs> of so. Hatred. Yeah. My, my wife is a big into the mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol. The original <laughs> version, not the newly edited version. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Then there's also like, you know, the the subtle ones like, 
like the Die Hard, that's like the subtle, like, yeah, it's around Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. Harry Potter takes place around Christmas, too, for some some of the parts. Bro, uh, are you Grimms. trying to throw Harry Potter into this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm having it. That's Sorcerer's a Stone? And a half. No, it's Come not. On. I'll show you a stretch. Bend over. Anyways, <laughs> but I'm going to throw a wrench into the works. I'm going to say that the best viewing pleasure thing you can do around the holidays is not any movie. It's all the holiday specials of all your favorite shows. Take the office, every holiday episode, every parks and recs holiday episode, letter Kenny holiday episodes, whatever. I think that the holiday episodes for a lot of our like favorite TV shows are where it's at because they're kind of cheesy. They're corny. They're 30 minutes of pop. And most of our shows are multiple seasons. So there's multiple episodes of that. I love holiday episodes of my favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. Futurama, great holiday specials. Good Bob Burgers. <clears throat> Bob's Burgers I like holiday the special, the best. Linda I'm puts a... up the tree in October. Yeah, Linda, <laughs> you go, girl. Bob, that's right. I'm a fan of the classics. Damn it, I like uh, a Christmas story. I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This is why you're single. Uh, I've been married for almost 20 years <laughs> on paper <laughs> and in real life. Um, I've never seen yeah, it. I don't, I don't know any of these movies that you guys are talking spirited. Noel. What and the, what the heck is this? Like Bill Hader what? and Anna Kendrick. Anti-American yeah. bull crap is this? It's basically pitch perfect, but the Christmas special don't like, don't like any no, of those things. No. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. There's um, not, there's not yeah. enough singing for that. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to die on this hill. Hol- like holiday Christmas specials of your favorite. I, Boom. I agree with that. I agree with that. All the holiday special Christmas special. Offices. I met your mother. No. Breaking Bad. Whatever. I don't think there's a holiday just special Breaking Bad. But. <laughs> Is there a Christmas special Breaking Bad? I'm the, the one who made down of crystal the meth. <laughs> They're decorating the Christmas meth yeah. tree. Is oh, this Christmas meth tree? Oh, Christmas it's Santa, tree. Yo. Wait, that's perfect. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, there's tree. the show title. There it is. I knew, I knew it would head us. No, we can't do Christmas tree. It's sponsored. <laughs> you can do, do Chris Chris meth tree, M-E-H. Chris meth. That's how uh, Mike Tyson would say it. Christmas. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> god bless this myth oh my oh, god uh, do we have any more questions an this elf uh, we'll just throw elf in there oh well just, okay i'll, yeah, I'll agree with that saying. that's a yeah. new classic in that's my opinion great, not new how old are you uh <laughs> it's not that new but it's a great movie that's from like 2008 newish, it's a new classic i didn't say it was new when new did the classic. movie elf come out elf was released on november 7th 2003 Oh my god, I feel so old. That movie's 20 years old. New classic. <laughs> You're so old, it shows. Uh, yeah, that's fine. No, it's fine. I love you. I love you. Sometimes I forget we're different generations. Yeah, I just turned 85. <laughs> oh, ripe old age. You don't look a day over 69. <laughs> thank, thank you? I think. He's got the... The hips of a six-year-old and the humor of a twelve-year-old. This is <laughs> averages out. It's very accurate. It's all the game. Av- He's a math guy. It's all number game. It's average. a game. Game of averages. Um, speaking of average, <sighs> that show didn't make the, it on HBO. 
Average? Oh, I was just talking about this show. No, I meant Game of Averages. Yeah. Oh, was that a show? Yeah. It, it was trying to be. A no, it didn't make it. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know about that one. It went to a different school. You don't know it. <laughs> well, speaking of shows that are canceled, uh, thank is you for watching. Is this one canceled finally? <laughs> it is right now. It's canceled for at least a week. It's going to get picked up again uh, in two weeks by oh, HBO cool. or TLC or one of those. Catch us on <laughs> Paramount Plus. Yo, can can we stop with these streaming services? Just ugh, miss TV. Dude, you want to go? I could go on an hour long rant about yeah, all dude. the st- stupid streaming services right Let's now. Let's save it for the uh, post show. We'll do a patrons. I got rid of cable your... because of all the crap. And now I have like a hundred streaming services. Yeah. When did back Paramount... where I was, where I started. Paramount Plus came out of nowhere and bought out half the stuff. And now you can't even watch it. Anyways, like none of these, none of these companies came from anywhere until they saw how good Netflix was doing. They're like, oh, we want a piece of that pie. So dumb. Here we are. Bastards. Well, Dan, did we choose, Merry a, Christmas. Did we choose a phrase? We didn't choose uh, a phrase. Why don't you use the one that goodness. you were just about to use for the episode title? I already forgot what it was. Oh, really? Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> All right. Merry fine. Christmas. Send that to us in an email over at awpgiveaway at gmail.com and you will get entered to win a ticket to WorkbenchCon 2024. Yeah, let's go. So excited for that. And a huge shout out to WorkbenchCon for sponsoring this episode and giving us a ticket to give away to you guys, our wonderful listeners. We thank you so much. Guys, this has been another wonderful year. We have one more episode left this year. Uh, we're going to be doing it between Christmas and New Year's, which means when you, you're listening to it, it'll probably be 2023. But with this one, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy he Hanukkah. Botched he botched it. 2024, whatever, the dates. <laughs> Trying to be sentimental right now. Shut your pie <laughs> hole. <laughs> Shut your mail hole. <laughs> I'm going to get a uh, lot of pie in this whole. It's just a Merry positive, Christmas. positivity turducken. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy New Year. Uh, happy, Merry Krimbeth. All the all the <laughs> yeah, fun holidays. Uh, yeah, that's it. Dan, you have any positive messages to send to our listeners right now? I love you long time. All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> Please make it stop. I love y'all. Love bye, you bye, all. bye. Thank you. Love you, Bye. Christmas.